Welcome back to Javi and Friends. We now return with Yaneli in this riveting conclusion to our conversation. And their partner, my cousin mentioned, was a person on a master's track. Yes. yes. I was like, yes. hold the fuck uh, up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Hold <laughs> the fuck up. I don't give a fuck where you come from. You're on a master's track, but you're still talking about wanting to contribute to the prison comp, you know, industrial complex. Mm-hmm. Sit your ass down. We're about to talk. As a CEO, I don't know if that's too f- specific. As but we can, we can take it out. As a as a correctional office, so a direct, a like, direct, uh huh. Correctional, you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was I was in shock. I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me right now?" really this is what you want to do like do you have you re- have you looked into this at yeah, all you yeah. know um and so then when i realized wait a minute this person is actually actually in on a fucking master's track i'm going in that's it i yeah, am not yeah. and yeah my cousin's gonna hear it and i don't give a fuck like i don't give a fuck if i offend you you don't like me fine like <laughs> You're not my family. You know, <laughs> you're probably going to be my family and that's fine, but I'm doing this from love because if we don't do the work then that was a perfect opportunity to do it. Um but but when I'm talking to like my aunt, my my mom, my dad, uh empathizing with people can be a very fucked up method. Um but I did use it as a tactic. Mm. So for example, my we were in the so the best conversations are in the car with my family because they cannot escape. <laughs> it's great, kind of fucked up, but I let them bring up the con. So here, I let them bring up the topic, okay, and then I question it mm. and I ask them questions. Where did you get that? How did you come to this assumption, this expectation? Where did you see this? Where did you learn this? Why do you think? Why do you think this is? No, see that's that. That's the what what. See, okay so my way of thinking a lot before was that like i would have i have to tell you like i have to like provide like a summary and a paragraph of like what it is right why this is wrong yeah okay but that's that's not i mean that's not gonna get us anywhere, get us anywhere. which you know sometimes like, it can but well, yeah, but like to, to question the mm. core of like, okay, where? And that's something that they can answer for themselves too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That we don't have to provide them that, but that we can like offer them the tools to be, yes. you know, like those, those are, that's, I mean, that's a, yeah, asking questions, questioning like their, their thinking and their. Yeah. Exactly. And can bring some feelings, I know. But. Yeah, and, and they're not going to be receptive to it right away, right? But it's a start, and hopefully introducing these questions, well, they will use that same, like you said, that same guide for everything else that they're mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. doing in their life, yeah. Um, but the first time I did that, I tried to, like you said, I tried to teach. Yeah. And then I made my mom and my aunt cry. Oh, because it was my summer coming back from my first year and i was really excited to to share what i had learned right yeah and i remember watching a documentary it was on netflix um echo in mexico i think it is and so and it touches a lot on or it starts to touch on some social justice issues right injustices Mm -hmm. facing in mexico and so with that i was trying to connect it with the injustices here and the education system and the struggles of being a first generation student 
but the conversation the the way that they interpreted my words were different because they ended up crying and said pero Yaneli tú lo tienes mejor tú tienes zapatos tú tienes donde vivir tú tienes comida que comer mm. why the fuck are you complaining basically mm. right we crossed the border for you that was a that was not even on my mind. I did not even want to question that. And I told them right then and there, I was like, I was not trying to say that. Mm-hmm. I know that y'all have sacrificed everything you've got to get us where we're at today. And actually like think about that all the time, you know, mm-hmm. it's never out of my mind. Yeah. And we kind of talked about it, but so that was my first attempt and it was a shit show right because i ended up hurting the people i love that i never meant to hurt or to cause pain to you know yeah hurt um and so then from there i was like okay i gotta let them bring up the topics i can't be teaching people this is not my place Mm. i am i ain't shit who am i to be doing this shit so the first time that I, that it was a quote-unquote successful, <laughs> a productive conversation was we were in the car. We were in East L.A. Uh, the cops had pulled someone over, and my aunt mentioned it was a brown person that was killed by the cops. They were, they were commenting on police brutality. Mm-hmm. And so then I wanted to make the connection. I was like, this is the perfect moment to connect these, to connect these killings to stand in solidarity and so then i was like okay yes that happened did you know mm-hmm. that this happened to trayvon martin did you know that the cops didn't even know the allegation or the you know the s- suspicion that trayvon martin had robbed something right? mm-hmm. like they didn't know that well he didn't he uh, but like <laughs> but the, yeah, uh, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah he didn't first of all you're right yes but also the cops didn't know shit and yet they still killed him. Right. All because he was a black person that quote unquote hit, fit the suspicious image, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, no, that was killing a black person because of all these stereotypes. They didn't know anything. They just killed him. Mm-hmm. And then that's where I kind of used that empathy tactic. And like, do you think that's okay? And then they're like, no, like, you know they're supposed to be protecting us and i was like yeah well well they well yeah this is unfortunate but they did do this so they're not just killing the people in our community they're also killing black people and in fact their number the number of black people being killed is the highest globally Mm -hmm. um and so that's that's how i introduced this conversation and reminding them that Trying to come, trying to introduce that combat, combating anti-blackness, um, and then from there, conversations just kept growing, you know. Which later on, I connected with the younger ones the importance of black love and loving each other. Um, Afrofuturism was something I started to think about a way to introduce them into not only seeing a white default, but actually also seeing black joy and black love. Um, 
so I'm still trying to learn more. But I know that my brother, for my all of them, love technology, especially one of my siblings. He's if technology is out the window, the world is gone for this my sibling. So I know that they love video games. Yeah. And I've noticed that all the video games that they do use are into have a white character. You know, so it's like, okay, how do we introduce comics? How do we introduce video games that have black characters where the black characters are the protagonists, the heroes, you know, all of that. Um, and so with the intention that they'll start thinking about this. So have them start thinking about this and, and not fall into anti-blackness and not, you know, and embrace inclusivity and love for one another and standing in solidarity. Like my, my hope is that they'll know when something is wrong and they'll be able to recognize racism and anti-blackness and be able to stand with their colleague and, mm -hmm. and say, no, this is wrong. What you're doing is wrong. Um, and, and I trust that um, I, one of them is more vocal than the rest of them um, <laughs> and is, has been more aware um and at least i know that with with that sibling love and compassion has been the number one thing on on not always when they react right mm -hmm. but it's something that they they do think about um and he's the youngest from my siblings and i remember with him i shared the standing rock movement they were he was doing actually a project on the sui nation Oh. And um and I was like and so then I asked him about it you know so what'd you learn you know and all this and he was talking about it in past tense past mm. tense past tense and I was like did you know that the Zoe Nation is actually like still alive so, yes. and they still have their communities and he their goes nation. and their nation you know and he goes what and so then I was like actually right now they're fighting for their for their land that actually we're standing on stolen land right now as mm -hmm. we speak. And um, I want to say my first what I thought I was about to say uh, right now, I made the mistake, but I don't think it was a mistake. And one of uh, a person. Uh, a professor helped me kind of see this better because I was guilt tripping myself over this, this interaction, this interaction. So I shared a video of when they were blowing the water towards the people and oh. it was freezing temperatures and there were children and elders in the crowd you know you remember that it was at night mm, no yeah yeah, yeah yes yeah, yeah, yeah. so I, yes a lot of violence no Pro yes. police brutality i showed him that with but for me the intention was look at the people fighting back look mm. at the people not giving up right but what my brother saw was why why is there so much hate in the world? Why is there so much hate in the world? Why can't we all live together? Yeah. He just saw the, the pain. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Which, yes, you know, we need to recognize that, right? But I wasn't balancing it with hope. Yeah. And I needed to remind him of that. And I said, I told him, right, he made me cry. Because he, start, he started crying in the moment. He's like, why is there so much hate? Why are they killing people? And I told him, I was like, you're right. This is not okay. But you got to remember these, that people are fighting back and that we have not been defeated. Mm -hmm. And this is years of work. And that's, why, that, that's the reason why 
we got to learn how to love one another. And that is the reason why we got to stand with each other. Because if we don't, then more people are going to die. And so then we had that moment. Um, But it really broke my heart to introduce a young person to all the pain and have them not see love right because i think that that's if i only introduce that hopelessness then hope is never going to come and the whole point is that they hold the hope too um and they hold that fire within and they hold that creativity and that imagination that we lack because education does well public education (laughs) does well to suck that out of us right especially our students of color especially our black students um by not telling by telling them that they can't be themselves mm-hmm. and that the only future that they can see for them is a prison a school to prison pipeline so having these conversations with my siblings and all of that i see that as part of the work um but as well as acknowledging all the pain and all the injustices we need to remember to appreciate the love and and remember that there is hope and there is light and that we do hold strength yeah and we do hold power maybe that power goes unrecognized by institutions but we hold it i recognize it you hold it there you go you know there's going to be some barriers that we're going to come across but we got each other um yeah so i i think that conversations with family is is essential you know i'm i'm fortunate that my family members are open to these conversations and that i have that relationship with them because Mm -hmm. i know that not all people have that relationship with their family by blood um so recognizing that um but yeah like you said like if, if if we can't have these conversations with our loved ones then how how do we expect us to have these conversations with strangers and also i think i've i've come to a block where i think we need to remember compa- love and compassion but it's also so motherfucking hard to do it because all these destroyers and invaders yeah make it so motherfucking hard to remember that because of all the killings because of all the blood shed and and all the pain so it, it, it's really hard to remember that sometimes mm. um i'm a caretaker i'm not a parent mm-hmm. um but are almost it it's not co-parenting i'm a caretaker yeah so shout out to all the caretakers <laughs> of little ones or older ones yeah of ourselves 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 each other each other yeah yeah because and all the radical family members out there that are you know letting their families know and and for those that are observing and trying to learn shout out to you too you know um and it's definitely a learning process it's not easy but it's needed it's urgent it is and it has to be done and like you said let's stop thinking and writing about it and let's actually do the work (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 Unless you want to share a quick moment, does a moment with like what are friends for? It's just oh yes. So what, what are, are what are friends for? It's just a, a segment. Okay. Where you share a moment. 
with with a friend or friends share a moment that i had with friends yeah or with a friend or with friends so that you can interpret that anyway as something you did for someone somebody something did for you uh uh, uh, uh maybe you had a bump with someone it, it's it's just a moment to like recognize the labor and love okay. of friendship there's a new there was a new professor at the institution where i was at and they really were they centralized on building community and we were this professor invited us to go to Knox, the National Association for Chicanx Studies. Chicano Chicano Chicanx Studies. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um and so um there were five of us that went. Five call four other colleagues, myself and the professor that went. And this was the first official conference that we were that we were all kind of going to. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were trying, we were very intentional to trying to build uh, relations with other professors that are part of graduate, you know, schools or yeah. anyone that is willing to give us any type of advice, you know, of us going onward as scholars and all that. And the amount of support that I felt from that group has been amazing. And not just in that moment, but also beyond um where we have been able to hold conversations to grow together and it's very intentional and actually someone that we met there she's she's kind of known kind of not known in this scholar work Josie ne- uh Negrete so, okay yes i believe <laughs> um and okay so uh, uh, another fellow scholar shared some advice and the number one also started singing for us Mm. it was a really beautiful moment and the number one advice was don't ask for patience ask for compassion and love don't ask for patience because patience anyone can give you right Mm. and it can still come from hate Mm. but compassion and love and being able to work with you and and meet you wherever we are in the process with each other, that's where it's at. Mm. And this hit a, this hit it for me because I but it I love one of my colleagues, love him to death, you know, but his masculinity reminded me a lot of my father, where he was really stubborn, yeah, hard headed. And so I consistently forgot to hold compassion and love because I always thought and I just need to be patient with this person mm. and I would get frustrated sometimes. I see. And so then when this scholar shared that advice with us, I was like, Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. I need to remember that I love this person. And also another professor back at the institution where I was at, uh, said, let's work with each other without judgment. So combine sounds hard, right? (laughs) Yeah, because I would be working with someone and be like, you fucked up and I hate you right now. But then I would have to remember the other other advice and be like, wait a minute. You probably I'm probably mad at you right now, but I also remember that I love you. And I also remember that I care about you and I know that you care about me. So, yeah, we're going to we're going to work 
through this one mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and um take the moment to take a, take a moment with it and if i'm angry i gotta take them take a moment to chill <laughs> and then come back to it and be right? angry yeah yeah <laughs> and be angry um and then i can still be angry um but get to my get myself in a state where i can actually have a conversation with you and or with whomever i'm at at or have an issue with and and sit down and actually talk through it and figure it out um and so then that's where i was like okay i judgment was hard to let go of and i'm still working on it but also like remembering compassion and love has been helping me see that of not passing on judgment um which is not easy and i'm not always gonna go with that i'm trying to practice what i preach um <laughs> but it's a learning process for me too and i'm I'm trying my best but um i i, I towards the end i had to remember that a lot um and this group of people helped me see that and we would get together do i didn't end up applying for grad school but i would still go to the meetings mm-hmm. show up show my support um yeah and the fact that they didn't give up on me and always welcomed me with open arms and fed me held me while i cried mm-hmm. you know held me while i felt lonely and remember that we had each other and that was so something very very special that i hold to my heart and yeah i mean that support is hard to build so yeah yeah that was special friends well thank you for that <laughs> shout out to this person hey <laughs> all those people <laughs> and i think coming back i want to do another one i think coming back with y'all has been really eye-opening too remembering that i can come back and I will still feel that love and not feel like a stranger. Mm. And even though I haven't been around and have been away, that I'm always welcome with open arms. Yeah. You have a home here, too. Hey. <laughs> home. Yes. So that's my moment with friends. <laughs> we love friends here on Javi and Friends. Hey. <laughs> and my friends in Pasadena from middle school to them because it's um, a working class person it's a group of mixed status a working class person a person in community college and myself just graduated from liberal arts and we've always been able to get back together every fucking time and still relate to one another each other hear each other out mm-hmm. with things that we don't share in common Mm -hmm. um but always find that common ground and find love and the fact that we're still each other's therapists in our lives (laughs) you know and um they've really gotten through me they've got they've helped me get through some tough shit while before i met my more recent support groups um so with them i i hold a lot of love uh, immensely immensely and the fact that we are able to do that and not hate each other but respect one another and yes acknowledge and take account you know keep being held accountable for our social positions especially myself um and like being able to like still relate to people and they still see me as any other person they won't treat me different you know Mm -hmm. like okay you graduated and so what bitch like you're still with me you know like you ain't shit you ain't better than i am and so i appreciate that so motherfucking much because they know that you know 
Damn. They know that. I've been throwing down the B word a lot. I'm sorry if that offends yeah, so anyone. I, think we, I mean, we kept the, the fucks and the other stuff and the... I just, fine. I, I, I'm not saying bitch with the condescending towards femme folks, though. That's what I'm trying to get at. Also. Yeah. I have that understanding. Thank you. But I don't okay. know. We, I guess we... Can For our listeners out yeah. there, you know... That's a cute segment. I love it. Yeah, I was, I was, uh, th- that middle part has always been, I mean, I've only, we only had three episodes. <laughs> Whatever. Still. Still. Um, so usually we, we've been having a lot of conversation. I want to, I don't want to say like we're now, now we're here. We're now we've reached our main segment. But <laughs> <laughs> but this is, um you just you can you can tell me how you're feeling but uh this is the segment called javi and friend hey and so it's specifically like uh, talking about a topic okay that's been on your mind um yeah so what's what's uh what's that what's at your heart yanni i've been thinking about my next move um setting boundaries mm-hmm. um what does this all mean for me this moment and so i graduated and i'm trying to find a job unemployed at the moment um but i have funds to fall back on so i'm privileged to be able to even have that mm-hmm. um i have options and this is new for me. Having options is 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 weird. Cause uh, this is the first time that I've had options. Yeah. Or not the first time, cause going to college was an option. Hmm. Um, but now that I've graduated, um, having the option of 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 where to find employment. Yeah. Moving myself physically, um, which requires funds, um. And requires support in different spaces, yeah. which I'm fortunate to have and have built with people. Um, yeah. And this is the first, this is the first time I'm recognizing time itself as a companion and not an enemy. What? Can, can you? <laughs> can you explain that yeah um and i'll explain it the moment that i realized this so i was looking into a a, a job opening here in la and it's a part-time job and when i first learned about it i what caught my attention was it's 25 dollars an hour oh Uh uh-huh and the application said minimum 12 to 15 hours a week so you know me i was like oh I'm going to be grinding. You bet I'm going to be getting those 15 hours, you know? And so I did the math for 15 hours, part time. And I was like, that is $1,400 a month. I could be saving and contributing to rent, right? Mm. And so what I did, I dug myself in a hole by like, okay, you know that two bedroom? It's finally going to be a three bedroom. I might have less privacy. I might not get, I'm, yeah, I'm going to cut my privacy, Already. right? But we're doing that dream of fulfilling the raising standard of living by one bedroom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, 
so I was I was set. I I I went on. There's this website called Zillow, you know, for rent, you know, websites. Yeah. And started looking into places. And of course, every space is expensive. You know, all that crap. Um, and then I applied for the job, and I finally got my interview. And in the interview, okay, wait, let me backtrack because I'm not done. Um, <laughs> so I was digging myself in this hole, yeah. right? And I was like, okay, it, I could, we can rent here. We can rent. I was like, oh, ooh, ooh, yes, yes. And so then I finally like sat down. And I was like, okay, I'm building false hopes on something that I have not gotten yet. I don't know about this job fully. I haven't even had an interview. I haven't even submitted my resume yet. I'm already digging myself in this hole with, with these hopes. Um, and so and I was lo- already looking for housing. And, and then I was with two of the most supportive friends that I've also had in, Cal- in, in, in my study out of state. Um, and I was like, and I gave them my laptop. I was like, here, because I'm digging my ass in a hole and I can't because mm-hmm. it's going to be hard to get out. And then one of them said, yeah man take your time like you have time it's fine you're not in a hurry you have options you know and in that right when they ended that sentence it hit me fuck this is the first time i'm looking for housing for my family without the threat of eviction Mm. you know yes you know yeah, I didn't have an urgency to move my family out. And I was thinking back to when I was 13. And I remember the, f- the second time we had an eviction and we literally couldn't find a spot. Mm. And every time I would come home, it was always with the fear that the sheriff had already come to put in the the you have a 24 hour notice to get the fuck out. Yeah. And I remember I, I asked the two best friends that I was talking about. I told obviously I told them about it and they're like, we can house we can house your family. They're like, oh, wow. and I was like, oh, there's, there's nine of us. Can you take, can you take three? Can you take three? I was like, we already got a spot for the kids. Okay. The adults, I, I can sleep in the car. Fuck, I'll sleep on the sidewalk. But my siblings are not going to sleep on the floor on a sidewalk. Mm-hmm. They're going to have a roof over their heads. So I grew up thinking about other people, obviously. And so then to sit down and be told that I have time on my side. The same reaction I have right now. Yeah. I was like, wow. You're right. Time is not an enemy at the moment. Damn. And that's obviously coming from the social position I'm in now. Yeah. That privilege and acknowledging it. Now that you've shared the story, it, it's... It's bringing you back to the, ta- the, the moment you had with your, your dad and your family about like having to move out and then and oh i think i was i think i don't know if i if i had i i don't know i don't remember what i was saying <laughs> i don't know what my advice was to you at that point i remember you said best yanni te estás ahogando en un vaso de agua <laughs> and i was like shit yeah yeah um and then your father was like like if you already got your lease paid until august then like what's the hurry yeah, I didn't expect that immediate answer from him. Yeah. I thought it was like, no, let's go. Let's do it. Where you want to put it all? Sell it. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Let's go home. 
and yeah like you said that was a reaction so yeah i'm sure he's he's thinking about that too like this is the first time that i'm able to make my my moves mm-hmm. and and i may this is also the first time i'm making my moves with thinking about them but without them mm. yeah yeah and it that's a big deal because you know as a latina a fe- you know of a woman queer woman but still i mean i'm red physically red as a woman um and i i identify as a woman um that's weird who do you know that's single <laughs> that it's not a parent yet shout out to the young parents out there putting in the grind you know working out um that are gonna move out of their home my parents don't know that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they don't know people they we, we don't have one family member that's a latin a young latina moving out of the home if it's not married mm-hmm. so and i finally asked my mom about so when i finally told my mom my parents that i was considering staying in kalamazoo my mom's first reaction was and I, I literally cannot distinguish where the feeling where this was with what a feeling this was associated with. So her line was, Yaneli, otra vez me dejaste sorprendida. Oh. <laughs> so I was like, sorprendida like you're happy for me? Sorprendida like you said? Sorprendida like you mad? Like, oh. Maybe all, all, all of them. them. So I finally had the guts to ask her today. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we were chopping up she was making ceviche and bringing stuff up in the kitchen can you go know, a lot of ways yes yes <laughs> you know i was also like oh you're holding a knife <laughs> like oh but i know you love me <laughs> so but i finally asked her and she didn't know me quería decir no no mm. she's like oh no me acuerdo you know trying to make herself the stupid mm. one or whatever I was like, nah, you know. Like, try to remember. And then I told, Usted me puede decir. Dígame. ¿Qué es lo que estaba sintiendo? And she finally told me she was like, she was sad. Because she wanted me home. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I've missed birthdays, holidays, family gatherings, zapateadas. Fuck, I miss dancing with the family, you know? Banda, oh my god, grupo, <laughs> yes. You know, all these moments, and like she's always at work. She's our number one provider. Yeah. My dad's disabled. He doesn't work anymore. Um, she faces a lot of machismo for my dad, too. I mean, not to the extreme, but there are moments where they're gonna, you know, get mad at each other, get annoyed with each other. That's yeah. normal, you know? Yeah. That's gonna happen. But the people you see every day, then fadas, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, although on their travels to Kalamazoo, that's been the most cute and intimate I've seen them mm. be with each other in yeah. a long time. Long time. I, yeah, they needed a break from home, from work, from school, from that space. You know, so I really think that that road trip, while it was worrisome, it was worth it, and and they got a time to reflection on whatever it was a break um so yeah when she told me that i was you know i've 
My mama is a mama. Mamas are going to want their little ones next to them, with them, cuddle them, baby them, support them. I remember at one point, um, no me acuerdo como, but I sensed that they were getting upset and sad and they felt that they couldn't tell me anything because they weren't financially supporting me anymore. And that was their only tie oh. of like still being an official parent for me. Yeah. At my uh, a really good friend um, helped me see that because I talked to her about it and she also related with her relationship with her dad and she was like you know what I think they're I think they're scared she told me that mm-hmm. she was like I think they're scared because this is the first time that they they can't they can't support us they're they're losing us in a sense but not really you know um and i was like oh shit i never thought of that like i just thought it was coming from anger from machismo and i was ready to jump on it you know like fuck yeah. you like <laughs> sexist asshole you know i was i mean i'm not gonna say these in front of my dad but i was ready to like Usted, por qué dice? you know fight uh-huh. him and we were always butting heads always 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 until she told me that and i was like oh shit you i think you're right i mean Especially for my dad as he became, you know, his, he wasn't, he can't use his, um, his, his, uh, right knee isn't at the full capacity it once was. Mm -hmm. And so that meant that he couldn't work anymore because he did flooring and construction. So he can't be on his knees. Right. Um, and so then that was gone, suspended license, no driving. So people had to drive him around mm-hmm. and who the woman in the household. Um, so wasn't providing for a family. Couldn't even give rights anywhere with his masculinity. That was his definition of being a man and a father and a father. Yeah. And so then for him to go through all of that and still try to find a way to, to be a dad. I mean, yo todavía me siento me gusta preguntarle de sus historias, you know? Mm-hmm. I've always been a person that likes to listen to his stories. Um, and I respect his advice, you know? Um, because regardless, I, I do believe that they have good intentions for me mm-hmm. and my safety. Um, yeah. So for my mom, I hadn't really thought about it because my dad was more apparent with his masculinity. Mm. And so then for my mom to finally hear her and ask her what it is that she was feeling, it was like, it was, I didn't really feel guilty either, which was surprising. Because I'm usually one to guilt trip myself and be like, yeah. fuck, I'm leaving, you know, <laughs> pain in the ass, I'm not going to be here to support her, you know. And every time I come home, they'll, siempre me dicen, te extrañábamos. Así de feliz que eres, te extrañábamos. Because, mm. you know, I put on the music, I dance the cumbias <laughs> when I'm cooking, you know, try to hype them up. And, um, and so then every time I come home, they're like, yeah, we missed you. We missed this with you. Um, and so then for her, for my mama, you know, she's working all the time. She doesn't really get a break. This was, like she said, I don't know if you heard her say it, but she was like, this is the first time I actually take an actual vacation. Yeah. And I'll just get paid the hours, mm-hmm. right? And keep working. Um, 
so i think that 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 road trip was fuck the graduation it was a lot more than that (laughs) for real yeah no no i agree it was yeah that was the place that that was a the destination right but a lot more than that and in fact we ended up having a conversation in the car my aunt oh started debriefing they were telling me about their scare with the car which by the way they crossed the railroad zone when my oh, number one wait i like i looked it up going I, back yeah <laughs> i looked it up i went and did the research i was like hey you're taking the five up and then the 80 over you're not going to the 15 because 15 crosses through arizona and we're not fucking doing that okay on their way back i called them they're like we're in denver colorado and i was like uh-uh that's not on the route i look it up on the you know the computer google maps you are going straight into arizona what the fuck are you doing you're gonna come across the i forgot which route that goes up north that connects to the 80 and then over to the five i think it's a 15 or no they were on the 15 and i was like okay this is what you're gonna do and then that's when the line cut and oh, i couldn't no. get any more signal and i tried calling them back calling oh, them back and by the time like i called them back like five times and no no pickup no pickup no signal and they told me they're like we're still driving there's hardly any signal so se puede cortar la llamada but I had just told them, like, the route, go back. And I was like, okay, at least I told them how to get back on the route that we agreed on. Mm-hmm. Well, my mom, there were, so in the car now that we were in back in L.A., they were telling me about, me estaban contando de ese momento. Me dijo, right cuando colgamos, the car slowed down significantly. Oh, shit. So there was something up with the car. The thing is, so the explanation that my parents that my dad has is he did an oil change in chicago but because the area you know winter and shit they don't have the thick oil they have the the thinnest one Mm. uh, for their motors and so then that's what they put on the car and and my parents my family car our family car um and so then the car burnt through it and that's why it was slowing down slowing down slowing down and they were telling me like everyone was the tense was high the stress was high like the kids were quiet as fuck like they knew what was going on right you know? like yeah. they felt they were slowing down like what the fuck's going on we're in the middle of fucking nowhere i was asking where before we hung up i was asking them where they were because i want to know on the route like cuánto mm-hmm. tiempo para arizona you know my podían decir so i was getting frustrated because my family's not tech savvy the kids had already used up all the data on their phones. Oh no! They couldn't up open. They couldn't open a map. They fuck. didn't know where the fuck they were at. So I was like, "Are you stuck in Arizona?" So they didn't know they were if they were stuck in Arizona until they got to the next little pueblo, and they learned that they weren't. They were in, I think, Utah or something like that. But allí es donde encontraron más oil, and they did the oil change. My dad did the oil change and just came through. And the reason why my mom, why they decided on that route too and not go up again for the scare was because our, one of her friends had just told her, okay, and they're a mixed status family. Um, they're like, we've gone to the Grand Canyon. We've gone to Utah and there's no checkpoints. There's no border patrol. Don't worry about it. There's nothing. Tal libre el camino. So In confiado. Arizona yeah and i mean it cuts it's like a little small triangle of the state okay but it still cuts through state lines right so i was like 
when they were telling me i was like and you still did it <laughs> but then my mama i don't know if you heard her say this but I, she was like ya fui a la graduación ya fui a ver a mi yaneli ahora que me llevan a ver a mi mamá oh my god <laughs> and i was like shit yeah so we're pulling up the map here and he just pulled it up so they were crossing i think it says saint george this little triangle right there this route or right after right before vegas there's a little i yeah that's the little corner it's just a little snippet corner of the i don't even i I think it's like an hour max drive i honestly mm -hmm. don't even know mm -hmm. yeah it's the 15th there you go on the 15th so so we were in the car we had just had dinner we were in la we went to go get them tacos up on uh, pico yeah, and hobart yeah. shout out los tacos los Gueros. apparently that's the name of the spot oh. <laughs> interesting name it is interesting name they're oaxacan apparently is that, interesting mm, choice okay okay we're gonna have a talk um so yeah they were telling me about this so we were in the car and we were having this conversation and they tell me about it you know the kids start singing they're really stressed out they're scared yeah but they make it you know they're fine and so okay we're safe we're good we're good and in that same conversation like we had to remind each other in that car at that moment that like we're in la we're good we're safe <laughs> Um, and my tia, she's driving, and she goes, Yaneli. She didn't say Yaneli. She was like, Yo sé que este no es mi lugar. And I was like, and she took a pause. She was yeah. not gonna say it. And I was like, uh -huh. Dígalo, que dígalo, usted dígalo. Lo vamos a discutir. It's okay. Go ahead, say it. You know, try to make it a, a quote unquote safe environment. Mm -hmm. The moment, mm -hmm. right? A brave space. Like, okay. ¿Qué pasó? And she goes, Yo sé que este no es mi lugar, pero al regresar, sentía que ya llegaba la casa, que era mi hogar. Going back to LA. Mm. So she goes, Me sentía rara, you know, estaba conociendo otros lugares, estaba bonito y todo, pero me sentía tan feliz al regresar a nuestra and so then we're getting into a conversation about belonging right and so like fuck these other boxes about nationality and status for a second mm -hmm. let's put it's hard and i'm not gonna dismiss it it's there sure but i was like and so then i started because this, this is something i've also been you know learning more about and right. i was like usted este es su hogar también Usted puede tener diferentes hogares. No nomás yes, tiene que ser uno. Yes, that's what I was thinking about earlier. Like, yeah. when I was saying, oh, this is your home too. Yes. Like, you have several homes. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, yeah, so I told her that. I was like, you know, tía, usted puede tener diferentes hogares. Y este también puede ser su hogar si usted, si usted lo deja. Mm -hmm. Sí, también es su hogar. Mm -hmm. Usted ya ha creado su familia aquí. Ha crecido en su vida. Ha crecido mucho y ha estado aquí. Este ha sido un lugar donde usted... Este es su hogar. Este también, si usted lo deja, también puede ser su hogar. And so then we What got into saying? a conversation. She, she stayed quiet. And she kind of nodded. She just kept driving. Mm. I mean, I didn't push it. I didn't need an answer right away, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that was it. Turned that whole debrief of a road trip turned into 
belonging and claiming space. Mm -hmm. And I see her claiming that space. Mm -hmm. And that's fucking beautiful. You know, in a in a world where our political sphere at the moment is consistently telling my loved ones that they don't belong and that right. this is not their home and mm -hmm. that this will never be their home. No, fuck that. They're still living here. They're still taking up space. Mm -hmm. Like they're claiming their space. They're surviving and thriving and, and, and being resilient in their lives, you know, just by being here. Um, and so then that was, I, I should check in with her and see what she's thinking now. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was, and, and this goes to show like our, our loved ones that they know their shit. Fuck academia. They're talking about belonging, naming space, transnationalism, all of that, you know, all these words, but she's expressing it in the way that she wants to express it in the way that she knows yeah. it. <laughs> and fuck academic scholars that will say that this person is not intelligent. No, fuck you. You're not well, well, stories stories is where stories are theory narratives are theory our lives this is theory theory isn't some abstract shit how um i know hilda hurtado talks about this too and talks about how our narratives that's theory our communities have always worked with theory yeah yeah maybe we should voice it more often and, and, and theory, say that it's theory that's that's it that's it mm -hmm. right there right there and how beautiful it is that we can acknowledge each other's presence each other's narrative knowledge someone told me um they're like you're trying you're trying to to bring into the spotlight the narratives that are being devalued the narratives that are constantly threatened mm -hmm. and i was like well people are saying these stories i can be here and pass the mic but i mean this is this is their shit and it's fucked up that i'm gonna be getting credit for their shit but one of the ways that i can acknowledge their knowledge their participation and, and, and their contribution to the scholarly work is mm -hmm. by me voicing it. Mm -hmm. The reason that I may, so people come up to me, you know, in my institution, whatever people have come up to me and said, Oh, you know, I'm, I really am impressed or I really look up to the fact that you're able to be vulnerable in these spaces or I really, you know, appreciate your, um, I appreciate what you said or whatever. And it's like the foundation where I come from, come from my parents. Mm -hmm. So like, let's acknowledge that because the knowledge that I know comes from their foundation. So actually through me, they're being, it's, they're yeah. participating in these institutions. So yeah, that was, that was, that's important to do. Acknowledge the work that of the people that are not being acknowledged mm -hmm. and recognized. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So real quick, yes, yes. <laughs> um, so our last segment is um, 
uh, consumer report it's just like where we sh- we share mm. um, something that we've been reading or or was ed- any media related thing um, that that you're into that I've been reading it doesn't have to be a reading it has to be a, a, a reading a movie a trailer a meme an article Ooh. a picture a drawing a photograph like okay oh okay um there I, I so there's an image that i'm thinking about off the top of my head um i was just gifted this image it's a photograph mm. photographer local photographer um i believe a la area um they took us a, a snap of the skyline but it's a train in front of it so the train is the main is is takes up a lot of the photograph mm-hmm. but with the skyscraper of the tallest building of la mm-hmm. el pastel dice mi papa el pastel hey, yeah. <laughs> that's what my parents call it um it's that and so then i remember um this amazing photographer um gifted me this this piece because they were like you went in on analyzing this piece and i loved it and so then i'm gifting this to you so my analyzation is whenever we think of la and whenever we see pictures of la it's always this glamorized skyline you know and i've learned that um the la i come from is a immigrant oaxacan la you know, people ask me, oh, what do you do in L.A.? What kind of boba places should we go to? You know, what kind of, you know, this food, this, this and that. And it's like, I didn't grow up with that. Like, my parents didn't even think about setting one foot in that fancy ass looking restaurant. Yes. Because I didn't know what Something the fuck that, that was. we can do now. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Right. And so then it was la- this, well, last last year? Last year that I went to a restaurant that I grew up in two blocks away from there but i remember oh we always went to the liquor store in that little shopping center and it was like i always looked at those restaurants and i always it looked expensive so we never set foot also yeah. it was in a different language i don't know what the fuck that fuck i don't know what the fuck that is mm-hmm. you know um until finally i was able to go and like oh shit okay this is what it is yeah the, but like yeah so i grew up in a in a la that's low income the i navigated the spaces that my parents as immigrants navigated mm-hmm. um, and all of that. So with this picture, I really appreciated it because it's a train and it's all tagged up and it's graffiti. So it's appreciating graffiti as an art. Mm-hmm. And it's, and with the train and with the, 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 the dirt, the dirtiness of it, the complexity, the fact that it's moving mm-hmm. and the fact that okay, my honey. family is always oh, constantly right. moving and not having the time to sit down and appreciate a skyline like oh yeah los angeles son los edificios ya que you know like why are you over romanticizing this shit you know and so then in this picture in this art photograph is capturing all of that at once mm-hmm. you know and it's 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 acknowledging the low income the fast pace but also acknowledging the place that where i grew up yeah so that's that's a photograph that i'm loving um i've taken a break from reading i think my brain is fried at the moment but i've started picking up on writing wrote my way out actually transformed 
and Ray rephrased it to writing towards liberation. Parentheses, the work has just begun. Mm. I think I need to make that into like a print of some sort. Um, yeah, I've taken a break from reading for the moment, but I've been, tr- I just started um, flushing in the spirit and it's about Chicana Latina spirituality and activism. Um, so I just started that and it, it, it's important for me to read it and I know it's, it has a lot of richness in it. Um, but right now I, I, I haven't been able to focus on any scholarly academic shit. That's all right. And I need time. And that's, yeah. yeah, that's fine. So. All right. <laughs> well, thanks. Thanks for, thanks for being here, Yanni. Hey, thank you for having me. So good. I can talk forever. So that's right. No, I always like, like talking and hearing you. That's. I mean, you were one of like. I think you you were here. You'd been my first person, but (laughs) don't 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 tell me. Don't. I'm totally gonna rub it in his face. (laughs) Yes. But I knew I I had to have you, especially because like you're only here for some time, but. Well, hopefully, you know, if you come back, well, or when, yeah, when you come back, when I come, you back. come back, when you're, when you're here, yes, um, we can do this again. Yes, absolutely. I love you. Thank you. I love you too. And um, thank you for going to be, for doing the cuts and the, <laughs> I don't know what else you're doing, but thank you for all that work that you're going to put in. Cause that's. That's two hours, and I know if I were to transcribe <laughs> that, that is four hours of work. So I can't even imagine. Oh my when, god! Let me just acknowledge that. You know, <laughs> just throw it out there. Um, so. Do you want to leave us with another singing piece, another oh. melody? Um, you want to sing with me? Because I don't know the lyrics to the. I can't take my eyes off of you. Oh, yeah, I don't really I know. I so much you're like heaven to touch it's so good to be true can't take my eyes off of you yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right so that brings us to the end of our podcast we hope everyone has a good time Bye. bye